welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're full season ticket holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game and all things Bears. So for a light-hearted take on Bristol's progress on and off the pitch this season, stay tuned. In this week's show, we discuss the Bristol Bears retained list and what it means for our squad. Rock solid in every position or are there some gaps that still need to be filled? We'll also give our thoughts on the news that the Gallagher Premiership is targeted a return on the 15th of August. But will we see the season played out in full? And what does this mean for the start of the 2021 season? I'm Tony, and this week I'm joined on the phone by Lee, Pete and Miles for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well, gents, lovely to speak to you. Um, We've got a lot to get through today. Um, but first of all, can I welcome back the uh, the man of mystery, Miles himself? You've you've been missing in action for weeks, Miles. It's well, it's good to have you yeah, back. I know, yeah, I, I, I've been working hard saving the country in the NHS, and obviously, I think the threat of the reduction of furlough really has pushed me back to this sort of well non-paid job I have on the on the on the podcast, lad. So it's, it's good to be back. Good to be back. Well, you get paid in love, Miles. You know that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Miles. With your broadcasting uh, skills, um, don't give up the day job. <laughs> don't worry. Right, and, uh, and Pete, I can't switch my phone on at the moment without seeing you all hot and bothered doing press-ups in various places around the city. And did I see you doing press-ups on a paddleboard today? Um, well, what the, what the heck's all this about? Uh, well, Tony, um, yes, it's uh, it's actually a very serious thing. It's uh, 25 press-ups every day for 25 days in uh, uh, in, in um, uh, following a sort of mental health charity. But I've kind of decided to take it on a little bit more and as well as doing the press-ups, provide a little bit of, uh, of a geography lesson to people to, to highlight elements of Bristol and Bristol's geography and, and do my... Do my press ups there, and yeah, I, I I really changed I really changed it up this morning by by actually going for a little paddleboard up the River Avon through the Hannam Gorge. Uh, often, not a lot of people know that there's two gorges on the Avon, and uh, and then doing my press ups actually on the water. Well, it's it's great that you're highlighting a, a, a very good cause, but but do be careful because you know we we've seen you on some of these um, little videos. You, you you've been wobbling a bit about press up twenty three twenty four. So don't don't overdo it, Pete. All right, and Lee, it's a great it's a great cause though, Pete. You're doing a fantastic job, mate. And um and sadly, uh, I've been nominated as well. So. Um, I'm going to be next, but how do I follow that, Tony? How do I follow it? Well, Lee, what decade was it when you last did a press up? <laughs> well, I, I, I don't think I've ever School. done one, Tony. <laughs> All right, then, boys, let's move on to the rugby. And uh, the big news this week was the publication of the retained list for next season, which has seen um, we've got seven players coming in, either permanently or on loan, and 19 senior players going out. So quite a big change around uh, this season. Um, Before we maybe look at individual positions, any particular thoughts on some of the people that that have been let go? Let Let me go to Miles first. 
Um, I, I mean, I, it, it wasn't totally unexpected as all, all the guys were leaving us. You know, a lot of lone players, a couple of a couple of guys, and mainly like the lay brothers who'd had dipped in and out of Premiership games. But overall, lads, I wasn't totally surprised to see the guys who were leaving. Um, obviously, with the quality that's coming in, yeah, not unexpected generally. Okay, and Lee, I've, your I've got one, Tony. I've got one. Yeah, actually, someone I'm, I'm really sad to, to see go. Eight years loyal service, and I love this guy so um, so dynamic when he's got the ball. As Ryan Edwards, um, I, I mean, me and Miles were sat there absolutely in awe of the guy. I can't remember which game it was when he, he literally um, he tried to go inside to score the try. He had two men to beat and he couldn't go inside, so he literally went outside. Do you remember that, Miles? Yeah, yeah. Put the, oh, put the burners on and absolute class. And I mean, I can see why he's not starting ahead of, um, you know, the guys we've already got there. But for me, really sad to see Ryan Edwards go. Right. And, and Pete, your, your thoughts, any surprises in that, that list of people going? Yeah. Yeah. I, the one surprise to me, uh, amongst most of them, I, I think are fairly, you know, you can understand why. I mean, someone like Luke Hamilton, you know, you feel a bit sorry for him because I don't think he did anything wrong, but he was only a short-term signing. And I think he probably got done by Mitch Eady coming back. Yeah. Um, but but the one that I was a bit of a surprise was, was young Sam Graham. Um, not because he made any appearances this season, but I, I, I seem to remember him being a real prospect like a year or two ago. And he, you know, he'd been playing in some of the A games and, and for some of the local sides. And, you know, clearly he, he hasn't really, you know, made the grade in, in Pat's eyes. And, you know, we'll never know now. And, and uh, but who knows? I just hope he isn't another Jake Pelledry, you know, that um, a <laughs> dynamic flanker who we let go and suddenly see him playing like man in the match games at the next World Cup. But yeah, that was the one that, that maybe just stuck out for me. Yeah, no, I think I, I got to agree about uh, Luke Hamilton. Um, I did wonder whether he might have done enough to 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 get another uh, maybe a one year contract. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting because, as I said, if you look at the the squad for this season, um, we had forty six senior players plus the academy uh, group, um, and we now with the twenty twenty one squad, um, that's down to thirty seven senior um, players. Um, so it does it does make me wonder a little bit whether whether you know Pat as he has done really this year um, is going to supplement that as and when he feels necessary whether there's a little bit of money in the kitty uh, or with the whole you know lockdown um, perhaps there isn't money in the kitty and this is this is what we've got to play with um, but let me let me just get your views guys one of the the things when when we saw it came up out and we we um, tweeted was really um, the front row options um, now we we have let three hookers um, and experienced hookers go that's Tom Lindsay, Sean Walton and I know Brian Byrne was only here on loan um, but we as things stand are going to go in with Harry Thacker Will Capon that's just come up from the academy and George Kloska that is in the academy Three hookers, is that enough, do you think? Let me go to Pete first this time. Well, I think 
first, I should say, I think we should should recognise the fact that Tom Lindsay's retiring, isn't he? Um, that, that was announced this week. Um, so that was obviously, you know, that maybe was set in stone. Um, yeah, I mean, Brian Byrne, I, it is a bit risky. I mean, Brian Byrne didn't even get a photo on the website. <laughs> He's already gone. Because uh, I checked that and uh, he came on, didn't he, for about 10 minutes in one game. Um and yeah, I mean, I think you're right, Tony. It's a slightly worrying shortfall because we are a bit, you know, we're a bit concerned whether Thacker's got a bit of an injury anyway. Uh, you know, he got injured, and, and whilst Capon is is undoubtedly Premiership class, that is a pretty thin backup, and there'd be a lot of pressure on young Klosker if he comes in. But maybe this is one of the areas that. Pat will have up his sleeve for uh, another kind of loan signing if, or emergency signing if, if the time is uh, done. And maybe, you never know, maybe they're just keeping that photo space free for, for burn. He might come back again halfway through the season. Yeah, Lee, let me come to you. Tight head prop. We've got listed John Afoa, who turns 37 in September. We've got Jake Armstrong uh, and Carl Sinclair. Now, bearing in mind Carl Sinclair is likely to be away for quite a considerable time with England, um, you know, John Afoa and Jake Armstrong, you know, are there enough options there at tight head? Yeah, I mean, again, we're, we're kind of, um, I mean, it, it, is, it, it is worrying to a, to a degree where we think, well, if Afoa gets injured, uh, I know we've got Max Lahith, you know, can play both. Sinclair is going to miss, uh, you know, you would imagine a lot of games um, through international commitments. But I think in that area, we're probably okay because obviously we got um, Jake Armstrong's really highly rated, as we've mentioned already on the on previous pods. Um, so a forward doesn't normally get injured very often. He's, he's a bit, uh, he's a bit of a robot, really, isn't he? And I think we're, we're probably okay there. But um it, it, it does beg the question, you know, an injury or two, and then we're starting to, um, you know, shift the squad around a bit. And ideally, it's not the sort of thing we really want to do. No, one of the one, one of the things I think I mentioned it was that I, I wonder whether this is a squad just to get us through to the end of the 2019-20 season because, uh, and we'll come on to talk about this a bit later on, if, if next season's going to start, um, a lot later in the calendar year or even maybe early next year um, whether whether you think well actually we, we've done all the A games the Premiership games the the the, the league rounds in, in Europe actually this, this squad is good enough to um, uh, with, even with a few injuries to get us through until we have to start fighting on multiple fronts again uh, in the next season Um Miles, any any more thoughts from you on um, uh, you know is, is is this a squad for the next three months or do you think wow. it is a squad that will see us through to the end of the twenty twenty one season? Um, I mean, it's tricky to say, isn't it? Obviously, the season potentially is going to finish a lot later. Correct um, me if I'm wrong. You can start talking to players again, sort of January normally, can't you? But then. There is a risk of the next season, but I've only just started by by January next year. Um, yes, I think you could be right. I mean, yes, the boys suggested a couple of positions have been left a bit light to the departures, and 
Yeah, I mean, Sean Morton, when she came back from injury, it always played really well for the Bears. That was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, I, I think the positions are a little bit lacking and maybe this is just an interim squad just to polish off this season. And you're right, Pat, the back of his mind has got a little bit of money to spend Yeah, going into next season. But we'll have to see. Okay, then. So let's move on. Um, and... Uh, we're recording our, our normal Sunday evening slot and uh, towards the end of last week there was the news that um, the Premiership are targeting the 15th of August as a return to play um, but it was interesting in the press release the very last line that was in the statement was and I'll read it out the structure of the 2019-20 season will follow in due course. Now, does that leave us to assume that um, we will play all nine rounds, the playoffs and the final, as uh, planned? Or perhaps there will be a truncated season? Um, what do you think? Let's let's go to Pete first. Well, that that statement, Tony, got me rethinking my initial idea many months ago that was poo-pooed roundly by everybody about some sort of uh, some sort of t- school-like tournament somewhere. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that will happen actually, but it does make me wonder uh, that there may be some sort of um, sort of you know. <laughs> pro-rated end to the season or actually got me really thinking and this is a bit bit off the cuff but why do we even have to finish it why don't we just start start fresh um, when you think about it relegation has been sorted so we know that so there's no there's no kind of negative reason to do it and if they essentially say top six now will be in um, with Europe we won't bother with a you know, playoffs and a final because it's just not, you know, what's the point of it? The whole point of that is to make it is a spectacle at the end of the season for fans, realistically, and there's going to be no fans in a stadium. So why not? I mean, why not? Why is it not just the end of the season? And if anyone who came seventh, who I can't, I don't know, I can't remember who's seventh, they complain about it. It's like, well, you should have done a bit more early on in this, this season. So that to me seems a, Kind of simple, simple way of, of, of wiping the slate clean, and then you start brand new. And you know that also. I mean, I know one of you might say, "Well, what about the European Cup competitions?" You know, we're still waiting on the quarterfinal against the Dragons and the Heineken. It's like, well, you know, that's just tough. That's just what's happened this year. Those, those competitions have gone voided, and we start again. Yeah, but I, you know, I think with the television money um, at stake. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the European um, competitions, they've already set dates for the finals, haven't they? Is it October or or November? Um, let, 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 let me come to Lee. Um, one of the things that I've seen uh, suggested is a possible way to, to finish the season. Instead of playing all nine rounds, you, you take the top six um, and they just play each other once. Uh, so five games. Um, and you take the bottom six um, and they all play five games um, to then decide the uh, the kind of final standings. A bit like they do, I think, with the Scottish Premier League. Um, they, they get to a point in the season where they split it. What are your thoughts about that? Is that conceivably, is, is that possible? Or, or do you think we need my, to play all nine games? My thoughts were exactly that, Tony. And, and I think that's... 
I do. I understand what Pete's saying, but I do think that, that if we can, we need to get the season finished. We, we need some sort of finish to a season. Um, and I do think a round robin type of scenario is, is, is definitely in the thought process. And it, it, it does make me wonder why um, in the last week or so, a lot of the clubs have actually come out and uh, spoken about kind of uh, the information for next season, season cards and stuff. And you can either donate to charities or, uh, you know, retain like the, the money that you've already got for next season and so on. Now we've not had any of this at Bristol and it does beg the question that I, I just, I have a feeling because obviously Ashton Gate is one of the stadiums that can um, realistically hold a type of round robin uh, competition for the end of the season. Um and I just, I just wonder whether Bristol are holding back on that type of information for the season cards because there is a possibility that we would still be able to watch games. Now, we've got, what, 8,000, 9,000 season card holders, uh, which inside Ashton Gate could be distant and, um, you know, a safe way of watching the games and I, and I still think that there's, there's that opportunity that we might be able to watch them live up now I don't know what that's just me being really positive about everything but I, I do think we need to if we if possible we need to finish the season and I do agree with wording uh, means it won't be the nine games as we as we would have seen it originally, but a, a, a round robin type of scenario. That's what I think. So, could I just come back on one thing? I, I totally agree with your thing about the um, about the money, but isn't it true that BT have already committed that they would they've already paid the money for the season? I'm sure, I read that somewhere. Yeah, I think in the last week they generously um, agreed to pay out some money to the Premiership clubs, haven't they? Do you think that's just being generous, or do you think they know what I'm coming? Well, I I don't know. I'm just saying that it's like the money is already being paid. So I'm not suggesting that my idea of finishing the season is right, but it does make me think that we don't have to. It kind of supports the idea that it's not going to be a full Mm. completion. Yeah, because they've already handed the money to the clubs. I, I remember reading it as a kind of lifeline to keep them going without any... I, I think the headline was with the diminishing expectation of anything happening. This was a few weeks ago. Well, I, so it does make me wonder. I think, I think that's interesting. I think there's two points. One, I think contractually they were obliged to give their final instalment about now. But I think as someone, somebody said, did, did they also get tipped off that actually... You know, the season was going to start on the 15th of August and they, they were going to get some broadcast for um, the, the money that they're paying. And I think one of the interesting things, and I, there was a post, I forget who it was, somebody on, on our Twitter account um, asked us, because I think Bristol City are going to make all the games available um, live to, to view. Uh, and, with yes. the, and with the Premiership starting, obviously Sky and BT Sport will still have their selection of games behind a, a paywall. Uh, but all games are going to be available, aren't they? And lots of them are going to be free to air. So I wonder if BT Sport are going to pick the, you know, the big games um, to 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 
to show um, and whether the other games will be available um, in some kind of free-to-air format. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? It would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah. They would, but I, I, I seem to remember towards the end of the season, weren't we on eight out of like ten potential weeks? Um, our games were yes. on BT Sport yeah. anyway. Um, well, the, the Bristol City thing you're talking about is is they they've said that they'll show it all nine games, championship games. This is obviously are going to be free to season ticket holders through Robins TV with a special kind of voucher. And non-season ticket holders would have to pay 10 quid um, for a package to watch those games. Um, and it says on some special digital platform that's unspecified. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if that's a Bristol sport, clearly a Bristol sport initiative, it must be, it makes us wonder whether there'll be something similar for, for season ticket holders as a kind of to assuage the fact that we probably won't get anything back personally I think personally I think PT Sport would I think as lovely as they are I can't see them paying that that one installment without some sort of um, payback for it some sort of product to to, you know for for us all to view Um, and and I think definitely now we've got the start date obviously this is the the August 15th start date is it it is um, completely with everything going according to plan and, you know, there's no spikes. And, um, but I, I just can't, I can't see them just in that general, that they're just going to throw that money at it for something that they're not going to get anything back, personally. Maybe that's just the, the you know, the pessimist in me, but... Maybe it's because they've cancelled their subscriptions, <laughs> so they've still got a lot of cash. Because I haven't, I, can, I haven't got around to it. Well, you, you get a discount for a couple of months, and that's about it off BT Sport and Sky as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let, let, let's, let's have some rugby, eh? Let's have some rugby. Let, let's have some rugby. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I mean, it would be great. It would be great to start seeing some. At least, you know, we all know that we're not going to be at any stadium in a hurry, but just something on the TV, a bit of a lifeline, uh, would be great, wouldn't it? Um, and I, I think Lee's right. I think. BT probably know they're going to get some televised games, aren't they? Close, you know, behind closed doors. And, you know, that'll do, really. If we could, us four could engineer some big outdoor screen and social distance, then we'll try our best, shall we? We'll watch some games together. <laughs> Mate, looking at your interview when you were up at Saints, I mean, you're a club that you're aware, and you were socially distancing now because people didn't want to within three metres of you. So maybe Miles knows exactly, maybe Miles foresaw all this. It's <laughs> the way forward. Exactly. Even Mitch Eady probably knew he was coming back then and even he kept his distance from me during it. <laughs> all right then, boys, let's, let, let, let's move it along and let's, let's say, just for argument's sake, that we do see all nine remaining rounds played uh, and then some kind of final at the end of the season with the best will in the world. That's going to take us probably to the end of October, maybe even November. And there's been lots of talk in the media and some of the specialist rugby media about realigning the the rugby season. Um, so the northern and southern hemisphere, um, the the seasons uh, run run together. So um, some of the talk has been around well potentially the 
2021 season, if you can call that, um, might might end up starting in in December or even January, and then running right the way through till pretty much the end of the summer. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Let me let me come to Lee first. Um, so really, what, what's your thoughts on rugby as a summer game and um, about realigning the season um, so, so it runs uh, the same everywhere in the world? Well, I mean, for a start, it would give the All Blacks, the South Africans and the Australians uh, an excuse to, um, you know, for us to, you know, on a competitive level, because obviously... You know, in the past, they've come over for um, the autumn internationals at the end of their seasons or beginning of the seasons. And um, I suppose at least we'll be all on a level playing field. Um, but I, I personally, I, I don't know. Like rugby, it's not a summer game, is it? I mean, you think of all the, you know, the, the people that, you know, would follow Bristol who play rugby. Um you know the combination themes and stuff like that I, I'm not sure how we would be able to align it personally I mean that's the brain box of the well you say it's not a summer game I mean you're talking grassroots I mean but we get we've got very used to like summer tours haven't we over the last few years mm-hmm. and actually there's no reason why you can't disassociate the professional game which is essentially going to be the premiership and not much more from kind of normal rugby and it, I mean you could make an argument it means that rugby players who play on a Saturday who don't get you know or play sometimes play get an opportunity to go and watch the games as well um, I mean I'm not a massive I, 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 this whole situation in the last few months has made me think that everything's up for grabs here and why you know why do we hold on to things that have been in the past just because they've been in the past. Let's actually okay. analyse these things a little can bit. I tell you, can I tell you why, for instance, though, is that um, we've already got, we, we're all football fans, well, my old side, as <laughs> football fans. So we all love our football, uh, we all love our cricket. Again, miles aside, <laughs> and I just I don't I don't want everything clashing so that I, I mean I I'm being really selfish here, but I actually I love my rugby, I love my football, I love my cricket, and I don't want these dates to all you know all, all uh, intertwine, and I can't actually I can only go to one out of three. So that's how many how many people are like really you? Selfish point of view. How many rugby fans are like us though? Do you think are there are we talking about everybody likes football, rugby, cricket together? I've just played devil's advocate. I mean, we we do, but I mean, there might be you know, rugby is a is a is, a, is his own sport. I mean, are there people? I don't know. I'm, I'm asking the question. I mean, the other thing about playing rugby in, in the winter is pretty miserable half the time, and it's mm. cold, and it's like you watch but games, I mean, not an Ashton game. But at the break, you watch games that are horrendous, <laughs> like mud baths. And, uh, I'm just throwing it out there, Lee. I, I'm just saying I agree with you. But, I mean, you know, we can cope, can't we? I mean, the more sport, the better, I'd say. I, I think... Yeah, it, I mean, I, sorry, uh, go on, Miles. I think the problem is, lads, what, what opportunity would we have to wear our recently acquired bubble hats if we started going to summer <laughs> rugby, for goodness <laughs> sake? I mean, I, you know... That's <laughs> a great point of view, Miles. Exactly. I, 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 I mean, missed I, I, that I, I, completely. After Tony's fantastic campaign on Bubblegate, my worry is that they're going to be obsolete for half the season, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, we, we'll have to... We'll, 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 we'll not be forgotten. 
Remember, folks, we're talking about an English summer here. Yeah. It's, it's not always like true. that. It's not always like half-term holiday. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, but, you know, you, you can't deny that it's quite nice occasionally to have a spring or an autumn game where we're just in our, in our Bristol Bears T-shirts and some sunglasses. It's actually quite pleasant. So I wouldn't be totally against the sun. I've got to say, Miles, I agree. Season, I, I, you're both speaking absolute common sense, but I think of the worst game that I went to last season which that I think it was I can't remember we played Cardiff something I didn't wear enough socks and I was I only had frostbite in that in the at the game I was so cold all the way through that I, I it was the most unpleasant experience I've ever had regardless of what was going on so uh, on that basis I you than it does I always quote this with students there's no such thing as bad weather it's just bad clothing planning isn't it so I suppose <laughs> alright then let's move move on from um, Pete's socks and where, where they reside on his on his body or not um, one of the th- I read an interesting article and it was about um, Super League so Rugby League when it moved uh, in 96 I think it was Sky Sports that moved it from uh, a winter game to a, a summer league. Uh, and I forget who wrote the article, but it's saying that it never really hit the heights again. Now, whether that was because um, it was then excuse, exclusively on a, a pay TV channel or, you know, when it came to the summer school holidays with cricket in places like Yorkshire and Lancashire, where it, it really is a hotbed of uh, of cricket uh, and school summer holidays, are you more likely to, you know, on a cold November Saturday afternoon, go and watch some live rugby uh, as opposed to, I don't know, uh, a Saturday in August when the schools are out and uh, you may well be on a family holiday. So there was that interesting question. But one of the things for me that I really would miss, I think, if we did alter the calendar um, and I wouldn't like to, to lose would be that kind of traditional Boxing Day, New Year's Day game. Um, because for two reasons. One, I think it's a huge money spinner for most clubs where they they tend to get some of their biggest audiences. Um, But, you know, from a nostalgic point of view, sport, um, particularly for me, rugby, uh, between Christmas and New Year is is a part of that tradition. Um, And if we were to start the season, I don't know, in the first or second week in January, um, I think that would be a great, great shame to lose that that, uh, festive season rugby. But you did say we could start it in December, though, Tone, didn't we? So maybe that would be your uh, could be and you, be your preference. And, and could could you imagine a season starting like we have done for the last couple of years, Bristol at home to Bath on Boxing Day? Yeah, that'd be good. Wouldn't it? Now, what what a start to the season that would, and you know, yeah. Leicester Northampton. So, so basically, just let's just shift the start a little bit further back, as it were, and then we can still reap the benefits of both worlds. Well, it wouldn't be very good for the Bath fans, would it? Because obviously, we always give them a good idea. So, yeah. Oh well, they would have had Christmas. Happy they, New Year. They would have had their Christmas Day, wouldn't they? So, uh, so that's okay. Um, and one of the other things that they've talked about is moving the Six Nations back to, um, I think it's March, April time, isn't it? Instead of the traditional February March. Um, yeah. What's your thoughts about that? 
I, I don't mind that so much because, I mean, I, I, I'm the same as you, Tony. I am traditionalist. So I like it, you know, I like everything to be, like the seasons to be spring, summer, autumn, winter. Uh, you know, the Six Nations being put back, it, that for me is fine because I'm going to look forward to it anyway, as we always do. Um, that's not so much of a problem for me, I don't think. Um, I don't know what you guys think. I think the, uh, to, to be honest with you, I think the, the movement of it, you know, outside of the smack bang in the middle of the, the Premiership season, I don't know if that's possible, is is a good thing. It just sort of, you know, ruins squads and end up, as we found out, playing your B squad for, you know, three months, don't you? Which is a bit disappointing for season ticket holders. And then, you know, with the likes of Singer yeah. coming in, we, we just don't see him. Um, yeah, <laughs> The more popular teams, the you know the bigger yeah. teams lose these players anyway, though. Yeah, so I'm not averse to it being to be moved at all, to be honest. Okay, well, let's move on. Um, You're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Buzzsprout, and many more platforms. If you like what you hear, please leave a review or rating for the show. You can contact us with your comments and ideas by email at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at bearsbeyondgate. And on Facebook, you can like and follow our Bears Beyond the Gate page. Well, there's one thing that we can relish um, this season, regardless of how many more games get played. Uh, and that was doing the double over the old rival's bath, winning home and away. But of course, uh, some of our listeners might not know that double has now become uh, a treble. Uh, as this weekend, there was a victory over Bath uh, on the Jeff Twentyman show on BBC Radio Bristol uh, this Saturday, uh, just gone. I represented Bristol against uh, a lady called Emma Sparks on the uh, big rugby quiz. Now, obviously, uh, in my modesty, have been victorious. Uh, I shall maybe hand over to the gentleman to talk about the uh, the quiz. So uh, let, let's go to Pete first. <laughs> Sorry, so, did you say gentleman? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you, you were you were true. It's, it's true, Tony. You um, you you did come come away victorious. You, you I've got to say. I'd suggest you scraped it a little bit towards the end, because if I remember, it was uh, it was seven all with five questions each to go. Um, but it was on general sport, and I've got to be I've got to say, Tone, I would have been very very disappointed if you hadn't have come out as a victor against uh, against Emma on the general sport round, and you had a little bit of a wobble uh, on a couple of them. Um, but you know, ultimately, you—you you, it was the finishers that did the job for you. Um, you had a few wobbles during the quiz, but I we do appreciate, mate, that it's not as easy when you're under pressure. Um, I think me and Lee got at least four or five of them right that you got wrong uh, from the comfort of our own kitchen. Is that right, Lee? Well, I just one thing I want to say. I mean, Emma was absolutely brilliant sport, and um, it was it was it was a good fun quiz, wasn't it? I loved it. It was um, good. I just, I just want to, say, I just want to bring this off saying, "Well done, Tommy, Tommy Goff." Oh, well. 
Yeah, I think I think there was a few issues with the scripting for Jeff, and uh, in the in the run up to the quiz, I was Tom Cox, but uh, as, as soon as we went into the quiz, I was Tony Cox. Well, it um, I, I was just relieved to be honest that uh, I think because for those people that didn't listen, uh, there were five questions on Bristol, there were five questions on Bath, five questions on rugby in general, and then five questions on general sporting knowledge, and I'm one of the sports fans that actually um, you know I love the club that I follow but I don't tend to take too much notice of of, of the other clubs so um, I was just relieved to uh, finish in double figures and I think I got three out of five of the Bristol Bears questions so uh, I think I just about did enough to um, she, she had a she had a bit of a shocker on her own questions if I remember rightly yes yeah, she, did, she didn't do she very well she was carrying a bit of fame with Jeff by doing a bit of the oh is it oh uh, and Jeff was was being quite flexible with giving him out of time to ask the question I thought you were up against it a little bit there Tone can I just interject at this point this this guy talking here is the guy who got um, how did you get on with uh, Bangsy's quiz at Ashton Gate that time Uh, (laughs) oh yeah that one yeah well the face mash I mean I think regular listeners will know that that face Face mash quiz that Downsy did is virtually <laughs> impossible. I mean, they all look the same. I mean, all rugby players are the same anyway. Their necks are the same width. And uh, so, yeah. With sharp haircut. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So yeah, I was I was very poor in that uh, quiz. Well, when, uh, can I can I just ask Miles what did you think of my performance on Saturday? I was out walking with my family, mate. I, I, <laughs> well, I'm sad. To, I'm sad to say I didn't have any uh, phone, mobile phone signal to tune in to Radio Bristol. So apologies, lads. Uh, next time, I shall endeavour to show more support of my. To be honest, colleagues. Miles, I think you need to be apologising to uh, to Jeff Twentyman for like you know for not not <laughs> actually showing the respect to listen to yeah. the show. For all the support that he gives us as well. I mean, he, oh. he basically gave us free advertising for the podcast on on Saturday as there well. There we are. I um, think I was so dismayed about the t- TC being called Tommy that I I, 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 yeah, I turned off after well, a minute. You obviously couldn't hear it live, did you? So. No, I didn't hear it. Did, can I didn't even hear a thing, boys. Guys, this is just important, actually. Talking of quizzes, can I just mention, actually, on Tuesday evening, 7.30, a good, good friend of ours... The friend of the pod, Kaylee, um, from the supporters club, is actually running a, a Bristol Bears uh, quiz Tuesday evening, um, seven thirty. So if if you do if quizzes are your thing, obviously, and you know the answer is unlike the three of us, um, that would be fantastic if you if you guys would uh, you know team up with that and uh, have a listen and uh, and. I thought it was a brilliant idea, you know, and we're all missing the rugby and these sorts of uh, quizzes are perfect, aren't they? That's it. And I, I think even enter ourselves, boys, might we? We we well we could well. And after my my recent efforts, then uh, I'm sure you'll be you'll be keen to have me on the team. <laughs> so so for people that are interested, what you should do is look at the Bristol Rugby Supporters Club accounts. I think on both Facebook and 
Twitter. Um, and if you get in contact, then they will let you have uh, details of how to join this online quiz. So, uh, yeah, great to see the Supporters Club organising that. And Lee, thank you for mentioning it. Now, um, before we go, I think, Pete, you've got um, a, a little bit of um, a fashion news to bring us. Well, I did, Tone, because I was flicking through my Insta feed, you know, as I do from uh, day to day. And uh, who did I come across but uh, the, the launch of uh, Nathan Hughes's Sweet City fashion range? So I was very excited, as you can imagine. Um, I thought I'd have a quick look. And I've got to say, the first comment I'd make is that none of the garments would suit Miles. No double-breasted? Say again? No double-breasted? No. Um, it's not got sort of... There's no cravats in the range. I oh, um, Certainly, I searched and searched, but I couldn't find any Oxford brogues. But oh. one, one thing it did strike me looking at it was that um, Nathan Hughes has clearly decided to design some clothes that would suit Nathan Hughes because <laughs> um, they were kind of big vest tops that blokes with massive muscles would probably wear. And whilst I must say to Nathan, I think it's a fantastic initiative and obviously he's been working on this through lockdown, which is great. Um, and it's got, and I know he's linking it into his Fijian heritage. I know that the name of some of the, one of the brand names where the village where his grandparents um, grew up Um and, you know, I think it's a fantastic, fantastic effort. I think uh, it was endorsed by the Bristol Bears Twitter feed. But I'm, I'm not sure it's going to have huge mass appeal. And I certainly don't think that there was a women's range in there. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's work in progress. But I'm, I'm looking forward uh, to, see, to see more products put up on the Instagram feed. And there we are. And, and just to, um, that's Sweet City 8, which is Nathan's uh, new fashion range. Check that out uh, on Twitter. Um, well, that's it for this week. It's great that uh, the four of us are back together on the uh, airways. Thank you very much, gentlemen. And um, for the first time in uh, several weeks, we now have light at the end of the tunnel with news that uh, Bristol Bears might be back in action on the weekend of the 15th of August. So between now and then uh, on the podcast, we'll be bringing you all the information, news, views and gossip that you need before the season restarts. So thanks for listening, everyone. Goodbye. Stay safe.